0: it's Ash Wednesday. For years, for me and probably for most of you watching, that has meant going to church either at noon or in the evening and having a cross of ashes smoothed carefully over our foreheads. In the last few years since I've been ordained, I've also made that mark of the cross on other people, and it never fails to move me as I mark the newborn baby and the toddler the teenager, and the senior, all with the sign of their mortality. Ashes are an intentional reminder of that verse from Genesis 3, God speaking to Abraham as he confronted the full penalty of his sin. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. Dust you are and to dust you will return, and that holds as true for the three-month-old as it does for the nonagenarian. Ash Wednesday is the one time in the year where we dare openly admit the fact that all of us are going to die. But this year, we won't have that physical sign of mortality marked on us in the shape of a cross, and it begs the question, what then brings us here together tonight? The season of Lent, those 40 days excluding Sundays that lead up to Easter, is a season of preparation. What comes after this season, Palm Sunday and Holy Week with its intense highs and lows, and Easter Sunday with its even more intense burst of joy and hope and wonder, all of that is very potent stuff. And if we were to walk into it blindly, unprepared, we either risk missing the point entirely and seeing the holiday as one of chocolate bunnies and Easter eggs, or we acknowledge it but take it too lightly. Christ has died, Christ has risen, let's enjoy the day and maybe gathering with family and get on with life. Well, Lent is that wise time given to approach the events of Holy Week slowly so that we can come to them prepared both for the pain and for the glory, to check and to recheck our hearts, to give time to see where our false gods are hiding in our lives, so that we can clear them away and make room for the one true king when he comes. It gives time for us to see ourselves in the Pharisee, In the passage that we just heard from Luke's gospel, to see that it is not just the Pharisee, but us standing proudly, saying, thank you, God, that I am not like those other people. To recognize that pride in ourselves and to look over and to see Jesus showing us how to kneel before God, how to say, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Ash Wednesday with or without ashes, invites us to begin this process. Normally, a traditional approach to Lent is one of exercising spiritual disciplines. And as a church, we will be encouraging you to partake in the traditional disciplines of fasting, prayer, reading your Bible, giving and serving. But I also invite you to offer yourself to God in a new way this season. We have all been fasting from so much since last March. We're tired, and we're sad, and we're missing family and friends. Some of us have missed out on major life events like weddings or baptisms. Others have had loved ones die, and have had to forego even the simple consolation of a funeral. We are weary, weak, and worn, and Easter still feels like a long way off. And even the thought of Lent, of confession and of fasting and of disciplines may feel like a burden. Beloved friends, if this is you, take heart. You have been living in Lent already. Offer your sorrow as a gift, your Lenten sacrifice to the one who loves you beyond all measure. And let him open your heart in return to the hunger for him, for his resurrection, for hope for life and for joy. Hold fast, hold on to him. And in time, as the psalmist says, those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing their seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. We are entering the season of Lent, but resurrection is coming. Thanks be to God. Amen.